kick some things off. I know I had a few more announcements because I know there happened to be a birthday boy around here somewhere, right? So, Greg, you want to wave? There you go. Happy birthday. It doesn't tell you. And you guys keep me in a loop, and you got to tell me three or four times because I probably forget before we get going a lot of times. I'm thinking, man, what was I supposed to say? Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you guys are just tuning in, I hope you guys stick around. I hope you share the message. And I just want to say thanks again to all the behind the scenes every week, not just last week when I was gone, every week. Uh, I mentioned that a little bit earlier, but it does my heart good to see everybody willing to serve and jump in and, and do. Because that's the fingerprints of Christ on your life. And let me tell you, it does not go unnoticed. So I want to start out with our title. Y'all ready? Where's your focus? Somebody say amen. I want to be talking about that today. And we're going to really peel back a few things. And so today, like I say, often you get a two for one. All right. We've been doing a really cool Bible study by Max Licato. And it's really neat. And I, I pulled some of the things out of there and just God just ran with it. And, and it's, it's talked about if you get a chance, you can come join us anytime. Uh, you don't have to start at the beginning. You could we do series that you could jump in anytime. And it, and. Every Tuesday right here um, from 7 to 8.15, and this is a Max Licato study that we've been doing. What really happens is we take a few minutes to watch a little clip, and then we just talk about what we saw, go through God's Word and stuff. And I don't know about this, but I really like the title of that. It's called How Happiness Happens. Anybody could use a little bit more happiness? We know this, right? We know that happiness changes with happenings. But the deep-rooted joy of the Lord will stick with us. Amen. And so you'll have to come out on a Tuesday night to check that out. But I want to go ahead and, and share a little bit from what we've been learning on the Tuesday night and pull it all together. And I do that for a reason for folks that haven't had a chance to go or maybe on the fence about, well, man, should I come? You get to see both sides of it. This is what we're studying, and this is what we're going in a little bit more in-depth stuff here. But I'm going to take some of the gold nuggets out that I saw from Tuesday night and just what the Lord has been showing me and how we serve one another and how we get our focus sometimes on a lot of things that just doesn't, they just don't pay eternal dividends. Amen. You know, we can invest in a lot of things and I pray that we invest in things that uh, bring glory to God and, and just go deeper in our relationship. So with that being said, I'm going to, I'm going to jump back and, and ask you a couple questions here. I said, to, to be totally honest, I believe most of the world's focus is on their self. Would you say that's true? It's all about me. It's about me. It's about me. It's about this party. It's about that party. It's about this one. It's about this. You did this. He said that. She did that. You know, push me, shove you. And, and you know, I see like uh, some phrases that I hear a lot. Do you all hear these phrases from time to time? Kind of just kind of common things. I don't feel like it. Right? I, I, don't, I don't like that. Am I speaking to anybody yet? Or, well, what you need to do is... I get that a lot, right? What you need to do is, like, all you got to do is, I found out being a pastor, they don't want you to just be a pastor overall. You got to be a CEO. You got to be a doctor. You got to be a stock market guy because people come with everything. They want, you know, you, you, you. I was like, why don't we just pray about it? Why don't we just pray about it? But, you know, you get hit with a lot of things. I, I don't think that I ever dreamed in my whole life that I would have some of the questions before me. But the good news is I know who's got the answer, and his name is Jesus. That's what I keep pointing to. How about that? Uh, well, you know, if that was me, I'd do fill in the blank. Y'all ain't never heard that. Well, I'll tell you what I would do. You know, well, I'll tell you one thing. If they did that to me, yeah, well, they probably will sometime. And, and I go through these things and I say, man, isn't this amazing? So as we, we're looking through here and, and hearing different things, and I learned this on my vacation when we were in Florida. We, we'd go to eat a lot of places, and, and we had a great time. Jesse was hanging out, and Mr. Chris was there. And Chris likes eating on the street, like, you know, where they have all the tables out there. He's a people watcher, too. That's why we get along so good. 
And we're eating and we're checking out everything. And you hear some crazy conversations. You know, you just, you just see a lot of different things. And that helps spur this message. Because I'm hearing somebody go by, right? You have like two groups of folks and somebody coming behind them. They're all together, but somebody got behind. Okay, does that make sense? So you get a first group, they're talking, talking, talking. And the next one, they're mumbling about the people that were in front of them. <laughs> I'm just going, man, this is better than a movie. You know? Where's your focus? Where's your focus? So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and share a little bit. If you got your Bibles, you can follow along. Matthew chapter 7. This is really our anchoring uh, uh, piece here. I'm going to read this and I'm going to go on in a little bit deeper. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye while there is still a beam in your eye? Can I get an amen? That was pretty weak. Let me help you all with this. I said... <laughs> I said, let me read this again, right? Let me help you. Hey, you got a little something on your face there. Let me help you. Now, we laugh at that, right? Now, see, I, I've had this before, but I've got this before. <laughs> Have y'all ever got that before? I had that hidden all week up there. It's crazy the things that we look at, isn't it, man? And, and we, we think so often that we're the only one with the answer. But I'm going to go ahead. If you got your Bible, I'm really going to be working through Matthew chapter 7, verses 3. Uh, through five. I'm going to read this and we'll kind of break it out. It says, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but fail to notice the beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye while, while there is still a beam in your own? You hypocrite. You ever hear that word? What do you do when you hear that word? Like that? Are they talking to me? But, you know, just thought I'd say that. Uh, first, take the beam out of your eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now, I'm going to tell you what. That's probably a Bible verse overall that somebody that maybe don't even go to church will, will pull that out. We better look in the mirror first. They got to do that face teeth first. Right? Got to look in the mirror. What about the, don't, what, what is the one about the glass houses? People in glass houses and uh, throw rocks, all that. You hear all that. But, you know, after soaking on this thing and reading this back and forth and cross-reference and stuff, I said to myself, Wow. And I'm going to break that down for you a little bit. You know, we, our life is filled with wow moments. But the Lord was just really showing me something as I walked through this thing this week. After reading those, I, I, I thought, man, reading that scripture, what's some insight, new insight that come to mind? And I look at that and I say, man, wow, I can just keep thinking. So I took the word wow, and the Lord just kind of gave me a few things. So here's our W, all right? A lot of times... We fail to notice our own shortcomings, don't we? We've got a different measuring stick on everybody else's life except ours, don't we? Because we, we like grace. I, I wrote something a long time ago, and it came up in my news feed today on my Facebook. I said, the older we get, the more grace we want. Let me explain what that means. The older we get, we should be maturing in the Lord, realizing how much we miss the mark and how much more grace we need. Amen? So the older I get, I like grace. I liked it from the beginning. God's unearned, unmerited favor. God loves you because he loves you because he loves you. You cannot earn your way to heaven. It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself. It is the gift of God. It's the finished work of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you would think it's all about folks, don't you? When you go out through the day and you see different things. And I look at this, I said, why is it that we have 20-20 vision on everybody else's faults around us but ours? Oh, man, you can find out when somebody's doing something. Can you believe this? Can you believe that? I, it's just amazing. And this has kind of been a theme that the Lord has been showing us because I, I find in my own life, God's still doing the work in my heart. See, when we think we got this squared away, we don't. 
Because it's daily. We have to stay before the Lord. We need to look into God's word. And I just saw something up there. You see, wow, you flip it up over. Upside down, guess what you get? Mom. When we were little, we used to tease the guys to get some tattoos that they didn't have enough money. They'd get the mom tattoo. And they say, oh, it's, it's two for one. Wow, mom, wow, mom, wow, mom. That's cheap right there, I'm going to tell you. And that's a true story. Yeah. And you better put mom on there because girlfriends come and go. I'm just telling you, mom, mom will stay forever. Yeah. You can tell what happens. Somebody's got like a Dolores and then, then, then it turns into like a dragon or something later on. <laughs> things, things change. People change. God never changes. Aren't you glad? Things change, man. I did a funeral yesterday. I hadn't seen people in 20 years and 30 pounds. It's crazy, man. I'm like, hey. I think I know you. And they go, we think we know you too, big boy. Yeah, thank you very much. So you say, wow. So I'm looking through this one and they're looking back and I'm going, yeah, maybe there's something to that. But we have to turn around and keep looking to the word of God. We have to continue to keep looking at that. Let's get our O out here. Ready? Sometimes we overstep the boundaries and respond with a critical spirit. Now, I know that that doesn't happen to anybody in here, right? I wish I had a pen to drop. Ding! No, that ain't. Have you ever just been a little short with somebody? And I said, man, think about this as we go through here. I said, man, is it just some of the stuff that we, we just push through so much? Here's a quick question for you. When I look at different things, and we look at our shortcomings and different things like that, and I might be jumping ahead of myself a little bit, but yesterday I did a funeral, and it really touched my heart. And, and, and I'm going to share a few things that are woven in here. How do you want to be remembered when you leave this place? How do you want to be remembered when you leave here? Was he a giver? Was he a doer? Was she, was she you know, critical? Was it, what, what, how? And, and I want to tell you why this message is so important today. Because if you want to leave here a different way than what you are now, you need to start changing things today. You need to start changing things today. That might be a wow moment, but I want to tell you, where's your focus? Is it on everything else and everybody else's business? Is it on everybody? I know it's a hard message, but it's the truth. I'm preaching to me first. But think about that. So we need to start talking like it. We need to start living like it. We need to start focusing on the things that we want to, to, to leave and be remembered for. I don't know about you. I'd like to leave a legacy that that guy was all about preaching Jesus, teaching Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I miss the mark a lot. But I'm going to keep pointing to Jesus because remember that word we talked about a little while ago, the grace of God? If it was not for the grace of God, man, where would we be? That's another wow moment. But we often overstep our boundaries and respond with a critical spirit. How can I be so critical when I'm just like everybody else? I'm saved by grace through faith. Amen. Look at this. How's your attitude with others? Now, how many know this? Usually the ones closest to you Get it the worst. That's a good place to say amen, right? How many caregivers we got? <laughs> I love my mama, but guess what? I'm in the first line of defense, baby. Yes, indeed. If I cannot get the Redskins on the TV in a matter of minutes, boy, it's a problem. What time's the Redskins on? I, th I think it's going to be the same ending, Mom. It don't really matter, but give me a few minutes, you know. I told her, I said, Mom, you got to get them new pom-poms or something. We ain't doing too good this year. But are we patient? Have you found this? It seems like we're more patient with folks we work with many times than we are with our own family. Isn't that something? We get home, we let that guard down, don't we? But how does God want us to respond? He wants us to respond like he does. 
And I, I find less and less, and, and more and more, I should say, that we can just get real quick to jump con to conclusions. I mentioned this from time to time, and I'm going to mention it again. Have you ever kind of went to the deep end of the pool and not had all the pieces of the puzzle in a situation? It turns into an argument in a, ooh, a little I'm sorry type thing. It's a lot of times, sometimes we just need to let it just sit and, and, and fall out, man. One of the things I've also found out, too, over time is this. You don't want to overstep. You try to encourage people. I get a lot of calls, talk about family and everything else and different things like that. And what I've learned to do is listen. Now, I don't know. Uh, do you got any police officers, retired police officers, anybody with the police department? Let me know if this is not true. What I've heard from my other buddies that has been in the police department, the number one call you got to be careful of is a domestic call. Is that right? Let me fill you in why. Because when they're arguing and you go in the middle and you go to take the guy out, all of a sudden the girl says, you can't take him. <laughs> and they want to jump on your back, right? Just saying. Hey, y'all watching the cops? You'll see it's true. And you're thinking, what just happened? A lot of times we get so critical, especially in our family and everything else. It's almost like this. It's all right for them to talk bad about them, but you better not. I'm, not, I'm trying to help somebody here today. The truth is, we need to just be pointing them to Christ. I found out as much as I do talk, my listening ought to be a whole lot more. I found out as much as I do talk, my praying ought to be a whole lot more. How about y'all? Because what the Lord shows me sometimes, he just arrests my spirit a little bit and he just, just, just wait. Just wait. Waiting's a hard thing, isn't it, sometimes? Because guys, as guys, we're fixers. Man, let me fix it. I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. Got to go here. And if that happens, we're going to fix this, right? Well, guess what? I have found that I could save a whole lot of time by just starting out praying. How about y'all? See, I know some of us, and I'm speaking to me first, I would start out praying last. Or have you ever got to the point when your life said, it's just a small thing. I don't want to bug God with it. You're not going to overload God. You're not going, you're not, you know. It's, it's, he, wants, he wants to be a part of your life. I talk about it. The kids come home and, and get off the school bus and you say, hey, how was school? That's uh, the same old thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I tell you what, my nephew really got me on this. I was thinking about it when I see my little man over there. You go ahead and buy a guitar, by the way. Because he was watching everything I was doing. He said, no, I am. I'm going to take one of yours, Uncle Bud. Yeah. <laughs> but to get in there, my, my little nephew would come by and I'd see him. I said, hey, man, how was school today? He said, it was good. And I just messed with him. I said, anybody ask about your Uncle Bud? He said, uh, no. I said, okay. Second time, I said, hey, man, anybody ask about your Uncle Bud today? That was our little joke. He said, no. But the third time, I said, anybody ask about your Uncle Bud today? You know, this is like over weeks. He goes, no, but I told him. I'm thinking, <laughs> I didn't expect that answer. What did you tell them? <laughs> so you better watch what you ask for, man. He's like, no, but I told him. I was like, I better leave that boy alone, right? <laughs> but I tell you what, kids, kids will tell it like they are, like it is. Well, they just tell you straight up. Isn't that glad? Aren't you glad? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. How about this? Let's get to our, our last W. Wonder why there's a problem. So we go through this. We fail to notice our own shortcomings. We overstep and have a critical spirit. And then we wonder why there's a problem. Let me ask you this. In meeting with people and even working in my own life, I have to do this. Somebody said, can you believe what they said to me? Can you believe? And so I told them this, that, and the other thing. And I'm sitting there thinking, I said, well, let me ask you a question. If they said that to you, how would you respond? You know what they say? We ain't talking about me. 
ain't talking about me. We're talking about them. What, are you on their side? <laughs> no. I just asked the question. You know, you just try to, try to walk through it, man. But see, we get that critical eye. We get, it, it's, it's, why do we got to take sides? If you're going to take a side, just take Jesus' side. Why don't we just go ahead and say, Lord, you know, how would you want me to handle this? How would you like me to handle this? I've also found a few things out along the way. A lot of times people have the answer. They just need to talk through it. They just need somebody to just encourage them and walk through it and, and talk through it. But I'm going to tell you this. If you're seeking some, some wisdom, and, and first of all, once you go to the Lord and see what's going on, but God can use your brothers and sisters and the, the Lord. But point them to the word. Point them to that. I always tell folks, especially if I counsel them on something when we were doing uh, marriage or something. And they've heard it said, I said, I want the best for you. So let's see what God says about it. Not what Buddy says about it, what God says about it. Let's look at this. Let's walk through and see what's going on. And as we do that, you start seeing how God's love is amazing. When you start seeing that, you start seeing how Christ loves the church, how he laid his life down. And we get in those relationships. Are you willing to lay your life down, so to speak? Be second. Be third. Be encouraging. Would it really hurt you to encourage somebody? Okay, man, I'm off the notes now. We're just rolling, right? Would it really hurt you to encourage somebody? Think about that. It doesn't cost you nothing. And you know what I found, too? When you encourage somebody, sometimes they think you want something. You know, I said, man, that's a nice shirt. Yeah, but it ain't your size. <laughs> just saying it's a nice shirt, you know? Because the world has got us so twisted up that we think, what's coming next? What do they want? Man, if you start looking at the promises of God and realize what you have in Christ, man, all this other stuff is small potatoes. God's blessed us. He gave his only begotten son. He sets us in the family of God when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. He's turned around and says, I see your best even on your worst day. I don't know about you. That's pretty encouraging. You ever had some guy want you to do something and you, you rebel? Okay, I'm the only one going to say that, right? Man, it, it, guess what? It's not a, it's, I can tell you the outcome if you're going to be obedient. It's not, it's not going to be your way. And God has a way of just reminding you of all the little things he's blessed you with and all the little things that you had prayed about before. You're seeking the Lord about a decision, and then the Lord comes back, and you remember all of a sudden the Holy Spirit brings back a prayer that you prayed about 10 years ago, and you go, oh, yeah, that's a good thing. That's those wow moments. It's, it's funny, like I said, I talk to folks all the time, and I don't think people necessarily want God's answer. They just want your answer to match theirs. Can I get an amen? amen. Yeah, because then, then if, you, if your answer doesn't match their answer, I call it the pickle face. <laughs> oh, yeah. They turn them lips off. Well, okay, thanks a lot. I'm just going to go. I shared this before. I had a friend going through some, some, something some years ago, and I'll never forget this. And I knew his heart was ready to hear. And he called me and goes, man, I'm going through a tough time. Many of y'all heard this, but there's some new faces, and it's a blessing to share. He said, buddy, don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I need to know. Amen. My friend was at a place, because he was done with these wows. He, he needed to know, man, look, i got to put my life back together. I said, brother, you are in the greatest place you could ever be. You're in a place to open your heart to the things of God. You're in a place to realize that you know what? You can't do it by yourself. But God loves you and he'll take you right where you are. 
So often we, we, we look back and we say, man, I, I could have done this, I should have done this, and we worry. And, and you know, I, it's hard to have faith and worry at the same time, right? So you might as well just have faith that God's in a forgiving business. And as we go through that, we just see so many different things. And it reminds me of this right here. You hypocrite. I ask people to church all the time, hey, you want to come to church? Ah, there's a bunch of hypocrites in there. I said, we got room for more. That's what I tell them all the time, baby. We got room for more. Come on. Don't let that slow you down. If, if, you, think every, if you think everybody at 402 Wood Creek Road is perfect, I can tell you start right here. No. But I can tell you the one who is, and we're going to keep pointing to them. Oh, man, it's all types of stuff. They, man, everybody, you can get all these types of reasons why you don't want to go to church and all this. And, and, and the music's too loud. And this guy will sit on the other side. He preached too long. Well, come in late. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Just come. Just come. I mean, it's all, I mean, it, God's working with us. And that was just the first verse, right? You hypocrite. First take the beam out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Man. I think about when we we're kids. Kids are, are, are honest and kids are pretty brutal too, aren't they? You know? You got the young kids wearing the glasses, what they call them? Four eyes, everything else, all that stuff. All that. I got a little story about Jess. Time was going by, and they'd come home, and they, they said, uh, your boy needs glasses. I said, he don't need no glasses. What do they know? That's my boy. I know about my boy. Here, read this. That boy needs some glasses. <laughs> what in the world is that all about? No wonder he ain't catching a football. I'm over here. All right. So anyway, got some glasses. And then the glasses went fast. He went, he, he went right to the contacts. He likes his contacts. I could never get that going. But then about that time, all this coming on, it was time to start cutting the grass. And I don't know if he was playing me or it was the truth. So he cut the grass. And I'm saying, you kind of just line it up, go down here, cut the grass. I said, dude, you're leaving like a strip this long every time you do that. He said, no, I'm not. I said, don't you see that? He said, no. I said, do it again. Now we got three little pieces like this. I said, what's up? Can't you see? He said, no, I ain't got my contacts in. <laughs> but I had, but dear old dad, I was saying, no, come on, boy, you need to go in. What's wrong with you? Get over there. What's wrong with you? You should have had that over there. My goodness. When I was your age, I was cutting three, three, three yards a day, right? For $2.50. Okay, just while we're on the yard thing, how many people remember when you had a weed eater and it looked like this? Yeah. I ain't kidding, boy. That's why you had the man handshakes, you know. Come on, how you doing? I'm doing good, yeah. That's right. He been, he been trimming the trees, baby. He's like, yeah, yeah. out there like that. I'm not kidding. We get out there now. I remember when my buddy's mom got the first weed eater. It was a Toro. I was like, man, they got some big money over there. They got an electric weed eater. So I, when I got up, I got me one. Well, then, you know, Ms. Denise says, you got to go to the 10th power. So I got me one, man. I got a real big one. And it had the, you know, the gas pull and all that. And it had the two weed things coming out there. I'm just, I'm just coming clean with this right now. I cannot find the scripture. I know there's weed eaters in hell because I cannot work them. Them things are bad news. <laughs> I get out there. And as soon as you go this far, you work on it 30 minutes, put it back together. And then the carburetor's leaking. And we were out there on my circle. None of my circle people come to church with us. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah! She said, you know you need to go get that. I said, not right now. 
We'll go get it in a minute. It just drives you crazy, right? Because a lot of times we think it should be our way. It should be easier. We think the things that, that are, 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 are getting faster are getting better. That's not necessarily the case. So here we go, turn around, and we're looking at us. Do I really see things clearly? All I was seeing is, this is not working out. This is not working out. How about the problems in your life? Is it not working out? How about when somebody doesn't respond like you want? You going to throw your weed eater? I suppose they'll have to help me out. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times there's some weed-eating problems in life. We have weeds grow in our relationships, in our life. You see, you thought I was going to tie that in, didn't you? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> but, you know, there's things that come up in our garden of our heart that need to be tilled. And if you're going to till it, you need to till it with this. You need to till it, till it with the Word of God. You need to see what God says about it. We need to adjust our lives to that. And that's where we have those wow moments. Not in the problems. But wow, God, you mean you would use me even after slinging a weed eater all the way down the road? God, you would use me, you would use him, you would use her? And the answer is, you ready? Yes. The answer is yes. So today when you think, man, God couldn't use me, you hypocrite, right? Look at the people that God used in the Bible over and over and over. It was about the obedient ones. Not the, the pretty ones, the smart ones, the, all these different things, all through the Bible. And when I got a hold of that, I said, man, Jesus, I'm your man. I am messed up as everybody else. If you use me, I'm in. I am. Man, I tell you what, that's the deal. That's the wow moment for me. Everybody doing good so far? All right. Here's another thing that we see. Talk about where our focus, are we focusing on the unity? I've got a lot of scriptures. If you want to write them down, we'll just kind of work through them here. First one here says, 1 Peter 3 eight says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly, love, and tender heart, and a humble mind. How many people have a humble mind? Flip on the news. You see anybody got a humble mind? Think about that. Is there a lot of unity going on anywhere? It doesn't seem like it, does it? I thought about this this morning. I actually do sleep a little bit, but not today. I was excited about being here. I got up and I, I was thinking, I said, Lord, you know what? It's amazing. I go back and I look through the Word and I look through, through the Bible and I look at the church that I see now and I look at that church that I see in the Bible and I don't see them connecting real good. Do you? Or maybe, it's, maybe it's that. See, they were coming together and they were having unity and they had some fallouts, don't get me wrong. They were loving on one another. They were sharing what they had and everything else. And there's pockets of that. But the, the big picture is this. Do you see that? You don't see much sympathy now. You don't see much brotherly love now. I'm speaking to us right here. How do we let that message today cultivate in our heart and turn into our steps, our hands, our words, and our deed? That's what this is about. What are you focusing on? Where's your focus? Is it on going back to the basics? Hey, let me tell you what. Just like we see today. We come together and we celebrate things. Today we come together and we celebrate that Jesus Christ is Lord. We come to celebrate that you know what? That we are set in the family of God because of what Jesus Christ did by faith, right? By grace you're saved through faith, like I said. Hey, no one can pluck you out of your father's hand. Unfortunately, let me tell you, I do a lot of funerals, man. I did one yesterday. I've got to do one this Thursday. And let me tell you what. I say it over and over and over People think that they default to heaven and you don't. 
If you reject the only way to heaven, guess what? You just bought hell. You don't hear that much, do you? I'm just telling you the truth. Because I want you to know. I never want to scare you. I always want to prepare you. We need to be about God's business. Unity. You think about this with your children. It doesn't do your heart any good if they're, they're biting each other's back, does it? you just like this, rubbing your temples. You want to see them get along. You want to see them grow together. See, my, my prayer is this. I want my boys to be tight. I know they ain't always going to get along. But when I'm gone, I want them to have each other. Amen. And that's what I try to live out in front of them. And I know we go through stages and we go through phases. But I'm going to tell you what. I was blessed to see that lived out in my mom and dad. I know everybody has a different situation, but it can change starting with you. You could be the one that brings forth the unity, the brotherly, brotherly love. Hey, if they're not walking with Christ, you think they're going to bring the unity? It's up to you. Let's keep on rolling. Philippians 2.2, complete my joy by being of the same mind. Isn't it amazing how God's talking about all the same mind here? Having the same love, being in full accord in one mind. If you're not following the same map, you're probably not going to make it in the same place. I'm not saying there's not different ways in, in there, but I'll tell you what, there's one way to Jesus. John 14, 6, he says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So I'm going to stick with that map. I'm going to stick with God's word. What does he say? What does he say about the unity? He said, be of one mind. Isn't it great when everybody could be on the same sheet? Think about that. You ever had something going on at work and then everybody plays nice and everybody's looking, looking right here and said, we got the focus. And then everybody can use their gifting and everybody can use what they bring to the table, regardless of how, how big, how small. And God looks at that. I've said it many years. Spokes in the wheel for Jesus. He's in the center and everybody pulls together with their gift and their focus on the Lord. There's nothing that we can't accomplish. There is nothing. Amen. This shouldn't be. All the things going on that there is. Let's go ahead and give you another one. Colossians 3.14. And above all things put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. I was going to save this to the end but I'll bring it up because my heart's about to just bust with this. I did a funeral for a friend of mine. His girlfriend passed away, 54 years old. I also knew her. She was a friend of mine and she was ill. And uh, she passed away the other day from some complications. And I was one of the speakers at the funeral yesterday. She knew the Lord, so we celebrated her life because today we know that she's with the Lord. This lady really gave a lot of her life to others. And I won't get into all that. But I remember when the, when the speaker before me was talking about her life. Oh, and by the way, her sister died three days ago. Before the mother could bury the first daughter, now she's got two. Ten days, two daughters. And as the lady began to read about the first daughter, the mother's heart just busted. And I'm sitting there, I'm just holding on, I'm just praying. And I saw that family come to that mother. The young the old grandma, aunt, 
everybody else, and they just loved on that lady. I got to see some unity in that. And then her brother got up and spoke, and I'll probably repeat this again. And he said, don't let the death of my sister bring us together. Let the life bring us together. He said the last time we were all together was three years ago when dad died. Let life bring us together, not death. I thought about that the whole ride home. I thought about that the whole ride home. I thought about it last night when I was going over my notes. I said, that's the message right there. That's the unity. Man, what does God say about it? You see it. Look at this here. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Wow. God is in the restoration business. Will you let him work in you so that he can work through you? I pray that we will. It's ringing out in my heart, in my head today. Don't let death bring you together, but the life bring together. Man, so often we just see the death, don't we? We just see the bad news. Where's your focus? Focus on that because God desires for us to be a kingdom, kingdom building people. Let's go with that. Look at this in Ephesians 4, 2 and 3. It says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit, binding yourself together with peace. That's what kingdom people look like. That's what God wants to look and we reflect to others. God's moral standard. How about a transformed heart? When we start looking at that. Let's go back here. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults. That's a big difference from where we started, right? We, we, we see all, the, all the, 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 the chinks and things and stuff like that. I'm sure you know somebody like that. It couldn't be you, right? I see it all the time. You get your car painted. Somebody goes, well, what they missed a spot right there is a run on it. You get new tires on your car and they go, well, man, you should have got the snow tires. But instead of that making you bitter, ask God to help you make it better. Amen. And he can do it. And he will do it if you allow him to work in you. But you know what? We've got to keep on rolling. Through my vacation, I don't think you ever go on vacation if you love Jesus, do you? Because it is a vacation, really. So I'm looking everywhere I can share some Jesus, boy. And Jesse broke me in on this new thing for me called Uber. I like some Uber, man. That's cool. I didn't even, I was like, yeah, I heard about that. And he's like, me and Chris are like, well, we got to wait for the guy from the hotel to come back and get us. And Jesse, I'll take care of it. But he'll be back in a minute. I called the guy. I said, dude, where you at? I'm at the airport, man. I'll be back there. I said, like, okay, he's going to be 15 minutes. Jesse said, uh, I can get us a ride and get something to eat. I said, okay. He said, bleep, 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 bleep. We walked from here to there. And he goes, Kurt. the guy was there, man. I was like, I like that, son. Six bucks, man, I'm ready. So we get in the car. And, you know, I'm kind of shy, so I just started talking to the guy. <laughs> so it's cool. I'm talking we go, we get something to eat. I'm coming back. I'm laying here praying on an Uber driver. It's good stuff. But you know what the guy told me? He said, you know what? Sir, 
Thank you for taking time with me tonight. You impacted my life. Wow. Wow. Best six bucks we ever spent. I'm telling you, people are hungry for the word. You just got to knock the crust off the top. Because the world has continued to harden their hearts and harden their hearts over and over and over. Because, hey, they're not seeing it lived out. Lord, help us to live it out. Here's something else. Need to be approachable, don't we? Man. I pray that we're inviting church. I believe we are. Not to the point where you come to church today, you come to church today, guess what, Sunday you come to church and you'll be going, stop, stop. It's just like, hey man, we'd love to have you. Anytime. Love to have you. Doors always open. And then you usually get, well, what are you going to wear? I don't have anything to wear. I said, if you got anything on, you can wear that. That's it. We'd like to have something on. That's it. Yeah. You got to clarify things these days. <laughs> well, Pastor Buddy said, <laughs> that's not what I said. To go along with that, let's go to Grace Field. <laughs> Grace Field. We go through those things there and see what's happening. But you know what? Be filled with grace. When I talked to that Uber driver about the Lord, I didn't say, well, what you need to do is, why don't you do this? And I, I just said, hey, man, what's going on in your life? And he began to tell me about his dreams and his hopes. This is in a short ride. And we get back to the hotel, and I get to share the gospel message with him. And he goes, Nobody's ever took time to tell me that. Wow. How long does it take for you to tell somebody about Jesus? You ain't got to start in Genesis and go to Revelation, right? I'll give you a tip. You can just jump right into the cross right there. You know? <laughs> it don't take three days to tell him he was risen in three days. You can just talk right there. Tell him what he's done in your life. Be approachable and be filled with grace. Look at this. Here's another one. Operate in his love towards others. Did they know? That you're a safe place to go to? Did they know that, hey, I believe that they're going to give me some godly wisdom? I wrote something down here the other day, and I just put it in my notes. It says, are you willing to focus on Christ first? Because if you are, you will have the best view of what life God can give you. Amen. If you want to see what your life can be like, look to the Lord. There's a whole lot of stuff that's still working in my life. There's a whole lot of things I desire to be able to do for the Lord. But I'm not counting on me. I'm counting on him. I'm counting on him. That's the deal. Because when you say, man, there's no way I can do it. The Lord says, you're right. That's why I'm here. That's it. That's the deal. You know, so often we just get overwhelmed with that. If you want to impact life, start today. Look at this. Kingdom people share kingdom principles. Forgiveness, grace, mercy, love, respect. Did I have to say forgiveness? Yes. I just want to make sure I said forgiveness. Because we need forgiveness. That's like four times. I didn't want nobody to miss that. Because I tell you what. We are folks that love to hold on to the bitterness instead of looking past that to the better things. And that's what God has. I'm going to keep on moving, bring it on home here. I wrote this down 
the other day, and it's just something the Lord was showing me, so this is kind of personal. I said, what God is doing on the inside is not always seen on the outside until he is ready to reveal it to the world. Keep pressing in. The key is not to hide what he's teaching you, but to encourage others with the gifts that you have. Have you ever been to that place in your life and you go, I just don't want to play no more. I'm just wore out. I'm just done. Let somebody else do it. Right? I pray this is a, a message of refreshing for you. Your focus is God out of whack. Our focus needs to get back on God, on the Lord, and do it in his strength. It's going to go a whole lot better. It's going to go a whole lot further. I keep thinking about that service yesterday. This young lady had raised two boys, not her biological boys, but she was their mama. And those young men went up and spoke on the behalf of their mom. And they talked about what their mother had taught them. Respect one another. Respect yourself. Let me just rewind that. First thing, Trust God. Trust God. Look to him. Respect yourself and respect others. Be full of grace. People need a second chance sometimes. Sometimes they need a third chance. Are you willing to be that third, fourth chance for somebody? Are you willing to help somebody? Or are you only going to give to get? Or are you going to forgive to move up the, the, the food chain in this whole process? Or are you going to say, you know what? It's not about me. It's about him. Lord, help me to change my focus from inward to upward. Let me show you something. If it's upward, it'll come inward and it'll flow outward. Did you see that? Upward, inward, outward. Kind of looks like a cross, doesn't it? Upward, inward, outward. You've got to look up and allow God to work things in your life so that you can pour them out. You cannot pour out nothing or anything that uh, you, don't, you don't feed on. We started out, what is our focus on? I pray that our focus on is on Jesus. I pray that our focus is on the wow of what he did. You know, one event in history changed it for everybody. Jesus came and lived a life without sin. And he paid our sin debt in full. It cost him his life. It's kind of hard sometimes when you're on the outside and you hadn't gone to church and you're trying to put it all together. That was my thing. I don't understand. I don't understand. And somebody broke it down to me like this. He said, you understand the law. You break the law. There's a, there's a debt to be paid, right? There's a fine to be paid. I go, I got that. He said, you, we have broken God's holy law. That's called sin. We broke the law. There's a penalty for breaking the law. Let me just help you with that. Anybody know what it is? It's called death. You sin, you die. That was the Old Testament, right? But the grace of God says, you know what? I love you so much. The God gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus came and paid your fine, my fine, the fine of the world. But let me tell you, you can know that. But if it don't drop to your heart and you receive it, it's just, it's just good information. If it gets in your heart and you receive it by faith, guess what? It's God information. That's a big difference. You have today before you a choice. 
Will you receive him or will you reject him? Will you receive? Will you receive? All this stuff out in the world, it's going to come down. Have you received him? I listen to different things and, and sometimes I, I, I've been to other churches and I'm, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm going to be careful how I say this. I'm not hating on other churches. But I'm going to tell you what. I want to make sure for Brother Lee Chapman when I stand before the Lord that I did my very best to give the clearest presentation of the gospel. I've been places, and this was before I even started preaching, and, and I knew the gospel message down here. He said, God loves you. Boy, it's great. Help somebody out. Kiss your neighbor. Help somebody else. All right, have a great week. What happens to that person that did not know Jesus and went out there and got killed in a car wreck? What happens when you don't have Jesus? That's all you got left. It's hell. You default to that. See, you don't default to heaven. You default to hell. You say, man, you're getting serious now. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't want anybody to miss it. I don't want anybody to miss it because it costs such a great, great price for each and every one of us. And I'm going to bring it home now. It costs God his best for us to walk in the fullness of the gospel. What's the gospel? The good news. The death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus Christ came to this earth and laid his life down, poured out his blood as a sacrifice. So by faith in that finished work, on the third day he rose and sits on the right hand side of God. It is finished. It's our opportunity. It's the only way to heaven. Why would you miss that? I asked that guy in the cab on the Uber thing. What would keep you from receiving that? Nothing. There should never be anything, friends, that would keep you from receiving Jesus. I'm going to really go one further. If you're in a relationship and it's keeping you from growing closer to the Lord, you might want to rethink that relationship. If you're in a situation and, and, and it's causing you to, to, to be put in a spot where you have to make decisions that are not godly, you might want to rethink your position. But one thing you'll never have to rethink is the love of God and the sacrifice of Christ. You can get it right here today. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you so much, Lord, that our focus needs to be on you, not on stuff, not on things, not on past, but right now on the present, Lord. And my question to all our friends listening and here today, or maybe they'll listen to this later. If you die tonight, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? I ask people all the time, well, I think so. Well, I hope so. Maybe so. I'm a nice guy. Friends, let me tell you, it's so much more simpler than that. You don't want to bet eternity on a hope so. You can have it on a I know so. When your focus is on the Christ, the Lord, the Messiah, Jesus himself, and you by faith receive what he's done, for you. He died to give you life. He came to pour out his blood to purchase us out of our sin debt. And let me tell you, friends, that's the focus. Today, not tomorrow, not next week, don't chance eternity. Today is the time to come boldly to the throne of grace. The Bible is very clear. It says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. He said, whosoever, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He wants you. He's drawing you. If you know that, 
something about it. You say, what must I do? I'm not talking about mumbling words. I'm not talking about signing up for church. I'm talking about getting right with God. And you get right with God by asking Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sin and to come into your life. Lord, we believe that you're the Son of God today. If there's one here, I pray that, that if this is their prayer, they pray it from their heart. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin, Lord, today, Lord. I trust in the finished work of the cross, Lord. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Today, Father, I receive you. Help me to walk this out in a way that's pleasing to you. And the Bible says that he will secure us, that he will give us his spirit as a deposit in our life and seal us. Friends, if that's you today, tell somebody. If that's you today and you, you're on the fence, please, 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 you've got all the pieces of the puzzle. You plug them in by faith. Don't go to sleep tonight. Don't leave here today without calling on the name of Jesus for forgiveness of sin. He died for you to live. Everybody said? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen, amen.